Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Yes. Now, hold this there. Now, just before I said, a thought came to me as he was changing these slides. You know, people are going to ask me, and I'm sure you're asking the question, where did Bolubi get all of this from? Are we not reading the same Bible? Where did Brother Olubi get all of this from? Revelation. Revelation. You read the same Bible. Say, I'm not telling you anything that's not inside the Bible. But to the, 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 the synthesis, the understanding. Paul prayed, Colossians said that you might be filled with knowledge of in all wisdom and spiritual. That's what you're seeing here. It's all a consequence of answered prayer. Answered apostolic prayer. It's not that I'm special, I'm better than anybody else. Anybody who prays like that will get the same thing. Anybody. Now, let me show you what's happening in the ark. Inside the ark, you have Noah, his wife, their sons, and their wives. Outside the ark represents the outer court. Now here, I have shown some fractions. You find that the people in the most holy place, we're looking at percentages here. We're looking at fractions. Again, my knowledge, my education comes in. Because I did statistics. I did it when I was in um, my undergraduate and over the years I've you can't do any science without using statistics. We know that what is true of the sample is true of the population. Any statistician will tell you that. In other words, in Nigeria now, for example, if we want to know, you know, certain demographics, you know, of characteristics of Nigeria, there is no way we're going to go to every Nigerian. It's impractical. So what we do is we'll come to your state and we'll take 10,000. Then we'll go to Ogun State, take 10,000. To go to Lagos State, take 10,000. Then all over all the 36 states, ma- making a total of 36,000. It's not the 200 million of Nigeria, but those 36,000 will have the same characteristics as the entire 200 million. So whatever results we get, by analyzing what we get in the 36,000, will be uh, 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 um, very reflective of what you will see in the main population. So in statistics, that we call random sampling. You, you, you take samples, you know, and from those samples, you can now make correct uh, um, inferences, correct conclusions about the big population. So you know what God did? He gave me a sample. I said, Lord have mercy. Garden of Gethsemane. Twelve. Watch this. Jesus is one. Remember, he prays alone. He takes Peter, James, and John. Then he keeps them a little bit afar. Then the other eight, a little bit afar. It's symbolic. For every 12 Christians, for every 120,000 Christians, 
for every, you know, 1.2 million Christians. And it goes on like that. You can take the something. This is the number you will find in the most holy place. This is the number you will find in the, in the holy place. And this is the number you will find in the outer court. The good news is this. When I got born again, for example, I got born again in 1979. Then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in, 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 in uh, November. November 11, 1979. At that time, I was in the outer court. We all start there. But as you grow, your position will change. So if you take a snapshot of the church at any particular point in time, you will find that these statistics we hold. Now, what qualifies people to enter the ark isn't just what they do. What they do is actually a consequence of the degree of the honesty and the humility of their hearts. And that is why you will still, inside the ark, you have people who are not even Christians yet. The Bible says, And when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things that are in the law, they are alone to themselves. And in the parable of the sower, the Bible says that a sower went forth to sow. Some 30, we're going to look at that in a minute. Some 60 and some 100 fold. You know, the Bible says... Jesus is talking about this in, in Luke 8.15. We quote it there. I will make these things available. You know, send it to all the groups. You know, so you can study it yourself. Actually, we'll put it on the, um, on the app. Yeah, after this message. So everybody can go. No, I won't send it to you individually. I'll send it to the app. So if you want to see, you have to go to the app. Praise the Lord. Yes. You know, that's very important for our copyright. Praise the Lord. You know, so I'm not going to put it, put it. We'll put it in the app. But the app is free. Anybody can go to the app and see it. Okay? Now, listen to me. Everybody, you know, the honesty of the heart. So Jesus said, he said, and they in a good and honest heart. I actually preached that many years ago. The, the heart was already good and honest before the word of God came. It was the goodness and the honesty of the heart that now caused the word of God to be fruitful and bring forth a hundredfold. So the heart was already honest. What made it honest? It was already obeying the law of conscience. So that's why inside the ark, you have saints as well as sinners. But they come in on the basis of the honesty of their heart. So in the outer court, you have honesty of heart greater than zero. Um, David made a mistake here. I don't know where he learned his inequalities from, but you need to correct that. You know, is, is greater than zero, less than 30. Greater than or equal to zero. So, those between zero and 30-fold honesty of heart, out of court. And look at it. They form two-thirds. You see that two-thirds in Zechariah. You see two-thirds will be cut off and die. Then the one-third, Zechariah chapter 13, he said, God will take them through the fire and he will refine them and bring forth that silver and gold. That's the perfect church. The one's the reason for the flood. The flood is to get rid of the two-thirds that have refused to increase the honesty of their heart. When I say get rid of them, I'm not, I'm not saying they won't go to heaven. They'll go to heaven, but they will you know, suffer loss and lose their reward. He said they will fall 
and they will rise again. But when they come back, you see, I've preached this over the years. All the people that were under Saul were also under David. What changed was the leadership. Let me wonder so under David. So God is not going to kill everybody in, in, in that sense. He's just going to cause judgment to come, you know, and they'll go out and then they'll come back. When they come back, they'll come back more humble and they will submit to David. Which they would not have submitted to where, while Saul was alive. Majority of Israel stayed under Saul. Only 600 that were in debt, that were in distress, you know, that joins David. Same thing is happening today. So that's where you have the eight twelfths. You got eight over twelve is the same thing as two over three. You know, that's the outer court of the people. Then Noah and their wives and their sons form the three twelves, which is like Peter, James, and John. Then the Noah and his wife is like Jesus. You know, that form just one twelfth. And if you add the one over twelve with the three over twelve, you get one third. According to Zechariah chapter 13, verses 7 and 9. Now watch this. The Noah's sons and their wives, the Peter, James, and John company, if you like, have honesty of heart greater than 30-fold, but less than or equal to 60-fold. So the honesty of their heart is between 30-fold and 60-fold. So the people who don't make it into the ark are people who are 30-fold below. People between 30 and 60 make it. People between the, the most holy place is between 60 and 100-fold. So God has not made the thing too hard. It's easy. Anybody who is an honest heart can make it. And as I'm speaking, it's happening as I'm talking. That's why I call it present truth. The Holy Spirit is drawing people who didn't, who, are not, who didn't form the ark. The people who have formed the ark are people who are, I, I said it earlier on, solid. Those, they, don't, they don't waver. They are consistent in prayer. They are consistent in love. They are consistent in Pauline prayers. They are consistent in, in the fruit of the Spirit. And I deliberately noticed I didn't even put light scriptures growing. I didn't put all of that here. Because see, there are a lot of Pentecostals. There are a lot of people who haven't come to that knowledge yet. But they've got the right heart. And the one they know they are doing. And what's going to happen is as the glory comes and the ark begins to rise, they will come to this knowledge of these deeper things. By the time the flood has done its work of cleansing the earth or bringing judgment upon the rebellious and all of that, the house of Saul and all of that, and they come out, you understand, many of them will have had the right knowledge. Even though by the time they enter the ark, they may not have had it. It's all in our book. Growing, um, um, building Noah's ark. Some of this revelation is all there. You know? So it's shown here in the Tabernacle of Moses. Let me just share one or two more things uh, as I begin to close. So outside the ark represents the outer court. The, the Tabernacle of Moses had three compartments. The outer court, the holy place, and the most holy place. The outer court Christian, sadly, they're the majority in the church. Both Pentecostal, charismatic, word of faith. You know, what makes you in the outer court is not the church you go to. 
What makes you in the outer court is not even whether you speak in tongues or not. You can speak in tongues and be in the outer court. What makes you in the outer court is the state of your heart. The honesty and the integrity and the, and the, and the humility of your heart. Because that is what's going to determine how open it is to be able to receive revelation. So if you're the, the outer court people, they only see the Bible in natural light. In the tabernacle of Moses, they had this brazen lava that had water. So the priests, they were in the desert, so it used to be very dusty. So the priests would take the water from the lava and wash their feet. They would see the picture of themselves in the light of the sun that is shining upon the brazen lava. That is symbolic of the fact that they only see the Bible in the natural light. So when you start telling them about revelation, they say, don't mind him, he's in error. You know, the guy, the guy in the outer court cannot see the shoe bread in the holy place. He can't see it. And that's how you begin to locate people. By the time they open their mouth for five minutes, you can locate them. Because of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And sadly, many of our preachers and so-called pastors and apostles, when you hear them, you find he's just talking out of court. All they preach is, you know, physical uh, blessing. All they can see in the Bible. The other day I was preaching about David recovered all. I'm sure you've heard other people preach it. Crossover nights. Come and, come and recover all. And all of it, all the all they are talking about is how God is going to kill your enemies and how God is going to give you the, the contract you, got, you, you lost last year and you will recover all out of court. What he's saying is not wrong. It's just that it's not complete. Then you got the holy place. The holy place is where the candlestick and the shoe bread are. So those ones see the bread, the word of God, the bread of life. They see it in the light of the menorah, the candlestick. That's revelation. That's Ephesians chapter 1. They begin to see the deeper things of God's word. And that's the Noah's sons and their wives. And I want to say to encourage you, the majority of the people in this church who have been practicing with the right heart what we did, will fall into that category. They're in the ark. If you're someone who's been practicing all those things, you don't have anything to worry about. You'll, you'll be in the ark. You know. Then, the third category is the most holy place, which represents those who have the honesty of heart between 60-fold and 100-fold. I want to reiterate what I said a few minutes ago. These things are dynamic. So, in ways, you may be 65-fold now and make up your mind you're going to do better and better and, and by the end of the, another two weeks, you move from 65 to 70-fold to 80-fold. You see, everything depends on you. God does not look the way man looks. Man looks on the outside, God looks on the heart. The Yoruba people have a wonderful saying and it is the truth. He said, alone, alone, In our language, that means only God knows those who are really worshiping him. God doesn't look at you. You know, you might have the tag scripture pastor and have the wrong heart. And that guy might have a tag of, you know, some religion and he may have a better heart than the other guy. God is looking at the heart. 
And the degree of the honesty of your heart will determine what you accept and what you practice. See, when you hear truth and you have an honest heart, you will accept it and you practice it. Then you will be doing all of these things. That's why I didn't even put lie scriptures and all that. Just love. Everybody knows God wants us to walk in love. So who will fight, you know, walking in love on a daily basis and saying, I endure long and I'm patient and kind and all of those things? Unless you're dishonest. Who will fight reading your Bible every day? Who will fight praying for... Uh, nah, then we fight that one. And say, oh, well, you know, it's Paul who said that. God, that's for apostles. You know, maybe God did not want that for... It's a lie. You know? And then who will fight praying in tongues at least one hour every day? Now nah, they fought that one. But the only thing that will make you fight those things is dishonesty. And once you start there, that's Olubi Johnson's experience to the glory of God. If you start with that baseline, love, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, daily Bible reading, Pauline prayers, and praying in tongues. That's where I started. I didn't start with tongues and groanings and life scripture. Mm -mm. It was as I took, I started doing those words consistently. Over a period of a few years, I started getting more revelation. Then I moved to lie scriptures. Then I moved to groanings. And I moved to the deep. Ah! I began to see. But if I didn't start there, I would never see those things. That's the path of our spiritual evolution. It's the path Jesus took. It's the path Paul took. That's why Paul, writing by revelation, in the book of Hebrews, by Paul, he said, who in the days of his flesh? God gave him a peek into how Jesus lived. Offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears. And he was heard in that he feared. Right attitude. Paul picked it and wrote it down for us. You can, there is no way you can follow Paul, John, Jesus and not come to these same things. I'm not preaching anything, you know. I'm only following the apostolic fathers. Through our contemporary fathers like Kenneth Hagin. And if you go, if you wind the clock back and you go back to John Wesley and you go back to E.W. Kenny, you'll find all of them trod the same path. I got to close. So, and all these scriptures are there. We'll put it in the app, you know. So that, those are the people that form the ark. Now let's begin to close. Thank you, Jesus. Am I helping anybody here? Yeah, where in the world are you? Good. Right. Saints and sinners that are in the ark are those who are above 30-fold uh, honesty of heart. So, the holy place is 30 to 60. Most holy place is 60 to 100. Now, how? We got to close. Look at Genesis chapter 7. I preached this, I preached from this to some months ago. I will read verse 10 and 11. Everybody read after me. Say, and it came to pass after seven days. 
And we say after seven days. Say it again. Say it one more time. Seven is God's number for completion. So after the completion of the bringing the people inside the ark, after seven days, seven. Nothing is accidental in this Bible. That's why we pray at the beginning that God will open our eyes to behold wondrous things out of the law. In the 600th year of Noah's life. Now, we're not going to live to 600 years. So, what does 600 mean to us today? What is 600? Is 2 times 3 times 100. What's 2? God's number for witness. What's 3? Perfection. What's 100? Generation. In the year of the witness of the perfection of this end time generation, the flood will come. In the second month, the month of witness. And in the 17th day, what's 17? Is 10 plus 7. <laughs> is in the day of the completion and the commandment. Everything has a spiritual understanding. The same day, everybody say it. Were all the fountains of the deep, great deep broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. Two separate things. You know, people have always said, how, how can it rain so much that it floods the whole earth? It wasn't rain alone. There was rain and then there was a tsunami. The oceans, the, the, the fountains of the deep, they broke forth. So water came out of the oceans in addition to the rain that was coming from heaven. The combination of both of them was what drowned the earth. And the only people that survived were those in the ark. I wrote it down here in my notes. Watch this. Deep. United. Everybody say it after me. Deep. United. Prayer in the spirit will flood the earth with the rivers and the rain of God's glory. I'm going to repeat it. Deep. I didn't hear you. Remember Psalm 42, we quote it every Tuesday. Deep calls on deep at the noise of the water spouts. Deep. United. Pray in the spirit. One put a thousand to flight. Two put ten thousand to flight. Five will put uh, 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 20 uh, we'll put a uh, 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 hundred to fly let, let's read it, don't let me quote it from my head it's in Leviticus chapter 26 united now see, the, you see, where you come for good morning Jesus, you don't know what you're doing every time we come to pray power, power is harnessed by God the Holy Spirit take, him from, take from William take from mommy, take from Pastor Boyga, take from who, take from this, you know, and he would combine them together and he would amplify it. And the funny thing is that, you know, when people don't see immediate results, you know, he will give a little bit to your life, you know, help you healing, deliverance, protection, so that you stay alive, you know, meet your needs and all that. But a great amount of it is being stored. Stored for the flood. I would say stored for the flood. Stored for the flood. And it's not only us. The guys in America. The guys in England. 
there are guys in Japan and you don't know. God has saints everywhere. There are guys in South Korea. And you know, the thing that unites all of us that we're praying, same Holy Ghost. Same Holy Ghost. So he can then synth- he can synchronize all of our prayers. You know, amplify them. Do you understand? Give us some of it to make sure we're okay. To keep us, you know, and all of that. Then a great majority stored for the flood. I would say stored for the flood. Stored for the flood. God's ready now. So when the day of the flood comes, all that power that has been stored will be released at the same time. Am I talking to anybody? Is anybody here still on my side? Leviticus chapter 26 verse 8. Five of you shall chase a hundred. These are captains over tens. So the amplification factor for them is in the 20s. You know, 5 times 20 is 100. 100 of you shall put 10,000 to flight. These are captains over hundreds. The amplification factor is in the hundreds. A hundred times a hundred is 10,000. And your enemies shall fall before you. Then if you go to Deuteronomy chapter 20, 32, one put a thousand to flight. And then you go to Joshua chapter 23, one of man of you shall chase a thousand and two the amplification factor is in the thousands. And you know what the Lord showed me? He said, it's not, the amplification factor don't stop at 1,000. Nekash of Redofres. It doesn't stop at 1,000. These are just statistics, you see. These are just samples. Five will put 20. So, 20. Let me, let me, let me give it to you. Those, you see, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, 1, verse 15, it tells us captains over tens. Depending on our spiritual capacity. Captains over hundreds. Captains over thousands. See, captains over tens, their amplification factor will be in the tens. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Watch this. That's why you need to make sure you are serious in whatever it is that you're doing. You're honest and you're sincere. To him that hath shall more be given. To him that hath not even that which he has will be taken. I, I was sharing this on, on Wednesday. Covering does not substitute for your prayer. Oh, all it does is amplify it. But the more you put out, the greater the amplification factor you get. So the guy who is over 10, he'll get an amplification power of 10. The guy who is over 20, will get an amplification power of 20. The guy who does 30, will get an amplification. So the more you do, the greater the amplification. The guy who gets to 100 will start getting an application of 100. The guy who moves to capacity 200 will start getting an application of 200. The guy who comes to 300 will get an application of 300. And it goes like that up to 1,000. Then you now start. The 1,000 is the bottom layer. The guys who are, oh, um, have capacity of 1,000 will start having an application of 1,000. The guy who has capacity of 2,000 will have an application of 2,000. And so on and so forth. There's no limit to this thing. You can now understand the scripture. He is able to do exceedingly abundant. Above all that we ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. Let's give the glory, glory, clap offering. Us! I was just given a snapshot, as I just said, what us now, of how scared Satan is. He knows. One of my famous sons of God begins. That's the beginning of his end. 
In World War II, Winston Churchill was famously quoted after the Battle of Britain and they defeated the Germans in the air, the RAF. He said, this is not the end. This is not even the beginning of the end. He said, but shall we say, this is the end of the beginning. See, in the beginning, Germany was defeating everybody. So he said, this is the end of the beginning. Once the manifestation of the sons of God begins, that is the beginning of the end of Satan. He knows. That's why he has fought it tooth and nail. Especially in this last century. From Azusa Street till today. Taking us down all kinds of, 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 of distractions. Destruction of prosperity. Destruction of healing. Destruction of material blessing. So that we will not focus on what is really important. But God has found a generation. God has found a company. Who have not been distracted. And with the glory, this amplification, he's going to now release a flood. A flood, deep, calls unto deep from the intercession, that will now not only release life, it will open the heavens. And then there will be a rain of glory. So it's going to be a flood of rivers and rain. Rain will come from up and down to the people. Says, and you know, and I will part my spirit upon all flesh. That's rain. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Am I talking to anybody? Those in the ark will grow spiritually. Those outside the ark will die. Some spiritually, some spiritually and physically. I've shown you what it takes. The the ark. People are entering the ark as I'm speaking now. Just check your heart. 30-fold, 60-fold. Make sure you're not under 30-fold. How do you know? I've given you the criteria. Start practicing those things. Love, if you have not been doing it. Daily Bible reading. Pauline prayers. Praying the Spirit. Attitude of humility and all that. And you're, you're safe. You're in the ark. Then when the flood comes, it will lift you up. Then inside the ark, you will be growing. Inside the ark, you will be growing. By the time the flood is over and you come out, many of you are going to come out with the borrowed anointing. <laughs> you would have got it while you are in the ark. When you come out, then we will now fan out. That's what happened with Noah and his sons. After they now fanned out to the rest of the earth and formed the nations of the earth. A new church. Same church, but a glorious church. No spot, blemish, or wrinkle. The church would have been transformed by the flood. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. 
Thank you and God bless you.